The markets open again after the worst week since the financial crisis. The big funds, the hedge funds. The Dow jumping 200 points at the open this morning. It's just a good place to put your savings. You suddenly put them together and you say, damn it, that's what's happening. Hey guys, and welcome to the Business Bubble podcast. And this is James O'Pare again. And I know, I know, I mean, I've taken a lot of time away from this podcast. And I'm really sorry. Um, but I've been very busy. And also my co-host, Nobel, has been very busy, even more, more than me, actually. And yeah, but yeah, we're back. I mean, I'm back first, right? And Nobel... We'll be back, um, I guess, this week or next week. So, yes, there's going to be a lot of podcasts again um, going forward. I mean, because this is really important, what I'm sharing and what we are sharing and how it affects our lives, to be honest. Um, so currently, I mean, <laughs> okay, we can go already into today's conversation, right? And I want you to stay with me because... What I'm about to say is very important. Um, it's what is going on currently. Um, so you've probably heard of a recession that is coming, what has already come, inflation and all of these things, right? And to be honest, I will explain all of these things in a very short way and in a very explanatory way that could actually define the whole scope of the problem. Um, but to be honest, this is very, very important. And I really want you guys to listen um, what I'm about to say. Um, so, so going forward, so what causes a recession? Recession is um, two quarters of negative GDP growth. So after you have recessions, which is like two quarters, um, you probably have some prolongated recessions where it doesn't really have a name. But then when it goes... To further it becomes a depression and depression generally is very tough because depression it's like um, a mixture it could be a mixture of stagflation it could be a mixture of inflation and even hyperinflation in some cases right and so currently um there is a recession right um so i would explain why it's happening so um, in 2020, during the pandemic, um, there was, we had a pandemic, we had lockdowns, people were not working. So the federal government stepped in to give money to people, stimulus checks, free money in the economy, free money to people. But that has a problem, right? Because free money creates inflation. So within 2020, We've created eighty percent of the of all US dollar in circulation was printed within these two years, twenty 2020 twenty and twenty twenty one, by creating money, free money to the system, to people and to everybody, right? I mean in other part of the world like here where I'm in Nigeria currently, um there was no money printing, I mean nobody received money, right? But the inflation that's happened in the US flows down into every economy because every economy somehow have equities tied up into the US. So that's why the dollar, the price of the dollar really affects people's life in um, 
Bangladesh or in China because that's world reserve currency, right? So it concerns everybody. So um, total equity market is um, close to like 250 to 300 trillion dollars, right? And since the beginning of this year, um, total equities in a global market value, we've lost 35 trillion, 35 trillion has been erased since the beginning of this year. And that is because of, I mean, market fear that we are going to have quantitative tightening. So before I explain quantitative tightening, let me link up what quantitative easing is. Quantitative easing is the way of printing money. So like I said, 2020, 2021, we had um, stimulus checks um, in, in, in the United States, in Europe. And so there was a lot of printing of money and that has caused inflation. So currently we have around 1.5 billion people that have the inflation in double digit. Then half of the planet or close to everybody on earth currently have inflation at least one digit. So in the US currently, inflation eight some months ago, um, 8.5%, which is the highest in close to 40 years, right? And that is a lot actually, but, it, but in even emerging countries, it's even worse. I mean, in Nigeria, it's like 16% inflation. I mean, Venezuela is still very, very high. In Zimbabwe, it's still very high. In South Africa, it's like crazy right now. Um, in Turkey, it's like 50 to 60% inflation, right? So, right, um, this printing of money and COVID-19 and the lockdown caused a lot of inflation. I mean, the printing of money caused a lot of inflation, and that's what we call quantitative tightening, right? And this 35 trillion in market loss is about 14% of all global wealth, and which includes also 1 trillion loss in crypto. So um, if you probably put money in Bitcoin at 60 and it dropped to $30,000, um, then you've lost like half of your money already, right? It's just gone unless it goes back up again, you know? So like 1 trillion in crypto has been lost. 35 trillion in global equities have been lost already since the beginning of this year. And that's 14% 14 of global wealth. We've never had a period where we've had more than 10% of global wealth loss without, have, without being in a recession. So for reference, in 2008, the 2008 financial crash, we've, it was 19% uh, market decline, right? which was one of the highest ever in history. So far, we have 14% today. And this is just the beginning because... Um, the federal government in the United States um, under Jerome Powell is actually um, starting what we call quantitative tightening. So um, due to all this money pumped to the system, the process of removing all that money is called quantitative tightening. So on the news of quantitative tightening since the beginning of this year, we've already lost 35 trillion. And quantitative tightening happened, started started um last month april to be precise and yeah so the the thing about quantitative tightening during this in this market season is that 
we're going to have quantitative tightening for the next three years. So we already have 14% in global wealth raised. And quantitative tightening has not even started really, really yet. So we're going to have qualitative tightening for the next three years, right? So the federal government will be removing about 90 billion out of the um, system every month for the next three years, $19 billion, right? Which is quite a lot. Um, and that is a process of quantitative tightening. I mean, and because of that, um, we could have more than 19% um, going into um, 20 to 30% global wealth loss within the next three years. So, I mean, I mean, we've had people that predicted this, right? I mean, we all knew this is going to happen. I mean, I've been sounding the alarm bells on my podcast and on my status on Twitter um, that you can print this much money and not go into a recession or, in, or inflation, which will cause you to do quantitative tightening and that would risk a recession and most likely depression, right? So people like Ray Dalio of Bridgewater Capital, Elon Musk, um, I mean, we've, we've all sounded the alarm for, for, I mean, weeks and months. And I mean, yeah, it's finally happening. Um, it's going to end is unfolding at a time where um, there's a crisis in Ukraine. But the, 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 the nuance about that crisis is that it's also causing inflation because energy inflation, because the price of oil went up, it could probably go up if the crisis escalates. And I mean, it could affect other sectors. I mean, prices of oil, when it goes up, really affects other sectors because energy powers the economy. So if to power the economy is expensive, business have to increase prices, which is inflatory, right? Um, gas prices, everything has to increase because we all run on energy to provide services and produce goods. So, so basically, and that's one about the Russian-Ukraine crisis. I mean, there's the food crisis that, I mean, Russia blocked um, Ukraine ports to um, export wheat and other goods that it produced. And to be honest, these two countries contribute 30% of global wheat and fertilizer, phosphate, nitrogen, um, to the world, basically. Right, all together, those two countries. So, um, already it's a bit alarming what could happen in Africa and um, the Middle East. I mean, Lebanon today are out of wheat. Um, Africa would be out of wheat in the next four months. And, I mean, this could actually escalate into much things, but um, we'll go to that later with my co-host, um, but basically, yeah, so there's massive layer of currently in tech, right? I mean, we've seen um, for the past two weeks now at Coinbase, at Facebook, at Uber, Robinhood, ByteDance, all laying off a lot of people, right? All laying off a lot of workers and all of that. And I mean, and these, are the, these few companies that I mentioned actually are the ones that um, I have remote talent from Africa, from India, from Nigeria, from Brazil, from Pakistan, and all of them 
are going to stop hiring for for months or for even years actually right some are even return applications of new accepted hires you know and most startups currently have 18 month runway right on an average most startups today so it it means that after this 18 month they won't have uh, enough capital to pay employees basically so a lot will go bankrupt a lot will go out of business and there won't be venture capital to really rescue them because it's also crazy in the venture world currently today i mean we have tiger global and softbank who are like the biggest vc firms names and i mean collectively both of both of them have lost close to close to 50 billion right tiger global reported is 16 billion lost and has already depleted 80 percent of his five to six month old venture fund right um Softbank close lost close of thirty billion. We have Code Two. We have Foundation Horowitz. Well, we don't even know how much they've lost. They've they've lost yet, but it's sure in the billions. Um, I mean because all of them have already priced in um, profits at um this at these crazy valuations um on their balance sheets. So and these valuation these valuations have now depleted. And that's already lost. And a lot of them don't even have the backing of their LPs again to raise another fund. I mean, because, I mean, equity markets are, be- are crushed currently, right? So, I mean, this happened in 2001, prolonged to 2012, maybe, um, when there was like, is, I mean, there was like, no much funding activities in the early 2000, right? Um, that was after the dot-com bubble. And and we saw how few companies emerged out of that, you know. Companies that survived became bigger, which was Amazon, Google, um, Microsoft, right? They had competitors before, but um, their competitors got crushed in the dot-com crash. And they were also crushed, but they were... They were crushed 90%, but their competitors were crushed 100% in the dot-com crash. So they were able to still be in business and survive and and basically become monopolies today that we know about, right? So it's most likely going to happen. Um, there won't be much funding activities. There might be. And I mean, we, we've had um, early stage VC firms Raising at the, raising money at the, I mean, at the eleventh hour, and so yeah, like there's gonna be venture activities around early stage VCs, and a lot of companies and startup will, um, focus on growth, not not just growth but profits and good margins and good um a sustainable growth actually, you know so. Yeah, so that's it basically, right. Um, with my co-host, we're going to talk more. He's going to ask me a lot of questions around some of these things happening. I really wanted to actually send a podcast out there to show that we are back. I am mostly back, like full, full, full time, but Nobel also will be back. And yeah, we'll be, we'll be back for you guys. 
So, hope you enjoyed it. Have a great day.